Hey, what's up? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the best podcast on the planet. It's called Life Tips. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. Isn't that amazing? The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So follow along in this episode, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's go! If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. If you're a current listener or faithful listener, welcome back and thanks for your continued support of the show. I really appreciate it. Quick disclaimer. This is the second bonus episode of season four, not the first. The first was Kelly from The Daily Grind. So... Sorry about that. Slight error, but nonetheless, enjoy the second bonus episode of season four. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips season four. I'm your host, Nate. And today we have the first bonus episode of the new season. Today's guest is quite literally a trooper. Her name is Joe Sheree from Topeka, Kansas, and she is the CEO at Wild Heart Social Media. We met on Facebook through podcast support group, and she volunteered herself to be on the show. And so after we talked a bit, came to the realization that I definitely need to collaborate with this woman, get her on the show so she can share her amazing, amazing story. So, um, everybody, let's welcome Joe onto the show for the first time ever. Yay! Hey, Life Tips crowd, it's great to be with you tonight. How's everybody doing? Hopefully, I hope you're doing all, you're all doing all right. Sweet. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm sure the audience is too. Speaking of that, how are you doing right now? Uh, I've This is my first time uh, speaking with Joe, my first connection with someone from, from Kansas. And uh, what's going on over there? How are you doing personally, the family? What's up with the state? Are y'all in phase three, four, five of corona recovery? But what's what's happening out there? Well, we are still in phase three of the uh, uh, lockdown uh, reintegration plan, however you want to call it. <laughs> and um, we're all um, just trying to balance, like the rest of the world, trying to balance life and the virus at the same time, the mm-hmm. best that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I am running for office, so my Ooh. life is additionally crazy. Uh, if somebody was saying today that I was crazy for, oh, my brother was telling me that I was kind of crazy for running for office during a pandemic, but I told him, I said, I just got angry and decided to run for office. So here I am. Mm. And, um, let's see what else is going on. Um, just, yeah, you know, Kansas is gearing up for its general election or, uh, 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 primary election season and um we're just all here trying to do the same thing the rest of the world is doing trying to survive yeah same (laughs) speaking of surviving today's 
episode topic is about hypothyroidism and specifically Joe's hypothyroidism journey. Uh, even though, you know, so the, the title is basically uh, Perseverance, but now you all know what uh, we're talking about under the scope of Perseverance. I titled it this way because Joe not only is a trooper, but she's per- persevered through so, so many obstacles in her life. So that's where we're going to start off first. I'm going to first let her share a little bit about uh, you know, herself, and then, you know, she'll get into her uh, journey with hypothyroid, th- hypothyroidism. I better get that it's right. It's a bit of a mouthful, yes. Yeah. When I found out I was diagnosed with it, I was just like, I have what? <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and share. Tell us what's been going on and, you know, your journey with it. Well, um, a lot of things led up to the, uh, the condition. Um, as Nate has uh, alluded to, um, pretty much anything and everything that can happen to somebody uh, in their lifetime has probably happened to me probably not once, but a few times. Um, I, there's an old saying that says, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Well, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt on several occasions. So, um, I, uh, my childhood was not, uh, what you would call like the normal childhood. Mm. Um, we were removed from the house when I was three. Uh, my parents were declared unfit and, more to the point, my mother, mom, egg donor, egg incubator, whatever you want to call her, mm-hmm. she was declared unfit. The courts removed us from the home. Dang. The same night that we uh, were removed from the home, my father was found dead in the living room at our house. And oh my God. Uh, they say it was suicide, but I still... Uh, we're up in the, some of us are still up in the air on that judgment. But anyway, so we're, we're going to go with the suicide thing for now. Um, then, um, after two days after we were put in foster homes, we had to go to his funeral. And then after we were returned, after his funeral, we were returned directly to the foster homes that we were put in two days before and we spent about two years two or three years in foster homes and then um we were reunited by through our grandparents that the courts decided to let our grandparents on my uh our maternal grandparents have custody of us and well that was all fine and good for a little bit and my grandfather was an abusive alcoholic and um, at the age of five, at the age of ten, he started sexually abusing me. Oh. And God. from the age of ten till to I was fifteen, I spent five years of hell being sexually abused, physically abused, and emotionally abused by my grandfather. Wow! Oh my goodness! And one day, everything came to a head, and I was like. I'm done. Um, you know, I, uh, my brothers, somebody was getting into my room and, and taking stuff out of my room. And I was like, you know, I was walking through to take laundry out to hang up to dry. And, um, my, I, I made the comment, you know, I don't want anybody in my room anymore. I've found stuff in, uh, downstairs that came out of my room and my grandfather pipes up and says I can go in your room anytime I want to and I was like I don't want anybody in my room I don't care who you are well oh my goodness you would have thought World War 3 would have then started in our house because for about an hour he railed and railed and railed and and uh, called me a bitch before a slut this that and the other 
I was trying to take my time hanging up clothes outside because I thought if I get in the house, he's going to throw me around the house like a rag doll. If I stay outside, uh, um, then that uh, keeps me from being physically harmed. And so, thankfully, I had a very big laundry basket full of wet clothes to uh, take my time with. And so I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm done, 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 done. So I waited until he was spent and he was taking his afternoon nap. And I lied to my grandmother and I said, I'm, well, it wasn't really a lie. I did go bike riding. But, um, you know, I lived in a really, really small town. I, I grew up in a little rural town of about 250 people. And you could stand on one end of the street and look down the other end of the street and see the end of town. And so I biked to my high school counselor's house and I took a paring knife with me and I hid it. And I told her when I got there and I found her and her husband walking, and I said, I want out of this house today. If you don't help me, one of two things will happen right now. I will either kill myself in front of you or I will kill you and your husband and I will go to prison or juvie for the rest of my life because one way or the other, I'm not going back in that house. So it's up to you to figure out what you want to do and how you want to help me right now. And do not call the cops because this is your mess that you've helped create. So... She finally um, helped me get out, and I spent uh, about six months in a foster home till I could come down here to Topeka. And then when I came down to Topeka, I stayed with my mom, um, and I say that in quotes because she's never really been a mom, but. Uh, so I moved in with her and her uh, son's in-laws and um, or relations. Uh, I have a he's a half brother, but I call him my brother. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, she was staying with relatives of his, and well, true to form. As soon as she figured out that somebody else was could satisfactorily raise us, she didn't care about me. And um, yeah, I graduated from high school. I was three months pregnant when I graduated from high school. I was also raped when I was in high school. Um, I was homeless in high school. I was in foster homes in high school. Um, but I graduated on time. And with a 2.9 grade point average. And so after I graduated, I went out to Los Angeles for a while to have my baby. And gave him up for adoption. Came back to Topeka. And um, then dated for a while and got a mixed up with a abusive, physically abusive and mentally abusive man. Then I moved to Great Bend to get away from him. And I jumped from the firing pan back into the fire and met my son's father, my uh, second son's father. And he was physically abusive and verbally abusive as well. And I left him permanently. Um, and... 2002, 2001, and um, my grandmother passed away in 2001. She passed away about a month, just a little over a month after 9-11 hit. So not only was I dealing with being homeless-ish uh, during the time of 9-11, but I was also dealing with all of the stuff that was going on in the country and then um, dealing with the death of my grandmother at the same time.
And so then fast forward a little bit, I moved to Topeka and again, and I figured, well, something keeps snapping me back to Topeka. So I might as well just stay put. So um, I've been here ever since. I was with a guy for, oh, I don't know. Um, I was with him from 2002 to about 2007. And he was financially and emotionally abusive. And um, I decided that I didn't need that. And he also exhibited unfaithful-like characteristics while he was stationed in Kosovo. And I decided I wasn't going to have any of that either. So I left him in 2007-ish. And I've been single ever since. And um, all of the stress that I've gone through in my life has um, resulted in my thyroid not functioning correctly. Um, and then, you know, add to that the depression, it took me a little while to finally admit to myself that maybe what I had was depression. And then I didn't want to get on medication you know, because I was like, I've seen what some medications do to people. I didn't want that. But, um, you know, and then on top of being diagnosed with hypothyroidism, I was also, or had a hysterectomy the same year. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been challenging. I've been... Uh, dealing with hypothyroidism now for, it'll be almost eight years in August. Wow. So, yes, um, that's my life in a, as much of a nutshell as possible. Wow. Uh, I just want to quickly point out that if there are any women listening to this right now that you're in a physically, mentally, or emotionally abusive dating relationship, marriage, you need to go. You just need to go. You can't possibly stay. And, and suffer through that. No one deserves that treatment. So, if you're in one of those situations, get out now. If you need to get help getting out, get help getting out. But just do whatever you can to just end it because you don't deserve that. And secondly, if you are struggling with depression. There, there's many forms of depression. There's mild forms and there's severe forms. But if you're struggling with depression to the point where you're on the edge, get help. Call the suicide hotline. Call a friend, a family member. Do something. Because Suicide is still one of the top causes of death in America right now. Pandemic being the number one. And then, you know, from there, suicide car-related deaths, accidents, drunk driving, you name it. There's so many forms of... There's just so many things that can take you out. But with suicide being one of them, get help, please. It's, it's not an option. 
No, it doesn't have to be an option. It, it really doesn't. And unfortunately, in my dad's case, um, the system was stacked against him. Wow. He didn't have a chance. The system failed our family wow. in so many ways and continued and has continued to fail us in so many ways. I mean, I've got now I've got a special needs son mm. who we've lost our home and community based supports and um, the, the system failed us on that. And I've been fighting for years. It feels like years now. Mm -hmm. to get those mm -hmm. services restored and it's you know as i said earlier um you know i got mad and decided to run for office mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. uh if the way i was going about trying to change things isn't going to change anything mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I don't know if you are familiar with Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Yes, but yes, very familiar. Yes. Uh, she had a very profound statement, motto, on her campaign trail. Those who are closest to the pain need to be closest to the power. Mm. And that has resonated with me 110%. She is wow. absolutely right. Mm. Gosh. Wow. And I just get goosebumps just thinking about it every time I say that. Those who are closest to the pain are should be closest to the power. Wow. And so that's what I'm I'm hoping to be able to get into the uh, state house and say, Hey, you know, this is what needs to, this is what I know from our family's perspective. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. at least 3,200 other Kansans like ours, like us, perspective, this is what needs to change. Wow. And so here I am. <laughs> well, speaking of change, that is exactly what we're going to talk about next as soon as we get back from this commercial break. So hold on real quick and uh, we'll come back to wrap things up with Joe in just a second. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. have Joe with me to keep things going and that was quite a story I really hope you all took took something from that and that you all will just you know marinate on that story for a bit and take uh, take heed to uh, to Take heed to that because pretty much get help. That'd be the life tip for the first part. I know we didn't cover that, but if there's any advice we could both give you for the first half of that story, get help. Don't stay in abusive relationships and, um, you know, take care of yourself because that's what matters at the end of the day is your health, your happiness. And um, so now we're actually going to reverse field 
and um, we're going to talk about a little bit of a positive note because that is a blessing uh, that that I was able to hear from Joe as we were getting to know each other a little bit better. She mentioned that uh, 2019, which was just last year, was a huge turning point for her. And uh, so it was so happy. I was so happy to hear that all the struggles and craziness that she went through uh, was had subsided around the beginning of 2019. She could move towards a happier end uh, to that particular story and carve a new one. So, um, Tell, tell us a little bit, what what was it that turned things around for you when 2019 actually arrived? Well, I came across this wonderful woman named Nicole Eisler. I have to look her up somewhere. I look her up on, um, uh, I think she's on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, we had this uh planning 2020 planning thing at the end uh i mean night mm-hmm. 2019 planning 2019 mm-hmm. uh planning thing at the end of 2018 okay. in her, one of her facebook groups mm. and she did this exercise that was so powerful for me and she she had you place your hand on a circle and use that circle and the placing of your hand on that as a way to let go of all of the negative energy that has been circling and uh, ruminating in your life, mm. preventing you from moving forward the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, okay, this is kind of hokey. But I'll go. I'll go with it, you know. But as I was. I went through this whole process with her, and when I put my hand on that circle, and I really gave this a fair shot, I did. I felt a hundred percent. Well, I can't say a hundred percent better, but I started to feel better about mm. things in my life. Wow. And so. 2019 was also the year I decided to take back my life, this disorder, this disease, illness, condition, whatever you want to call it. And I decided that I needed to start really doing some research to see how I can eat better. And once I started to eat better, um, and doing other things, then my, just, everything just started shifting. I started losing weight. I just had a better mindset. I mean, just everything. Mm. And, uh, you know, the number one tip here, if you have any kind of thyroid problem, is uh, to give up soy. Mm. And, because soy is an inflammatory on the thyroid. Mm, okay. And it's in almost, it seems like it's in everything. But, you know, I bought a pack of gum last night at the Murphy's up the street. And I was like, okay, please tell me this doesn't have soy in it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I went to go open it up and I read the ingredients and before I, or uh, after the fact, and I couldn't take it back to the store, sure enough, it's made with soy lecithin, mm, which is a filler. Oh, my gosh. So, I, yeah, my favorite gum, which is Juicy Fruit, and um, I, give, I have to give up. So, um, yeah, I, I've made a really hard, con- concentrated effort to do that, and I drank out of EPA-free uh, drinking containers and um, 
yeah, I just I just really pay attention to everything now that I consume and mm-hmm. that I allow myself mm-hmm. to be around. Mm-hmm. And that's helped a lot. Wow. I I went from the heaviest I had ever been and 2018, December 2018, I was 185 pounds. I was 15, yes, 15 pounds away from 200 pounds. That was the heaviest I'd ever been in my entire life, and I was scared. And I was just like, no, I am not going to get close to 200 pounds. It is never going to happen. I will Um, never see 185 again. My gosh. And I have managed to drop close to 33 pounds in just a year and a half. Wow. And I, I do. I feel so much better. I just have a better outlook on life. And I, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to go back to the way I was. Because my life now versus my life then is two different lifestyles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That is... And... Wow. So, that's amazing. That, 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 that turnaround is just amazing. And so, somewhere in there... Uh, somewhere in there... Something was birthed inside Joe to create what is now her company. Uh, when we decided to do this, I decided to you know, save uh, Joe's contact information and um, when her email popped up as we were getting ready to put this, you know, put this together, popped up as Joe's very wild heart. I'm like, that is interesting. That is one of the most creative names I've ever, ever seen. So I knew that I had to add this in here so that we can, you know, hear about this wonderful part of your life so tell us about tell us about wild heart social media what is that when did you start how, you know how long you've been doing it what, what's it about well um you know this all goes back to the resiliency thing mm-hmm. um in 2002 i was bit by a cat and the cat bite happened on my dominant hand, which is I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. And so at the time that this happened, I was going to be going uh, to surgical tech school. It was my dream to be a doctor, to be a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't happen. And I went through a little bit of a depression. Um you know, on top of my normal stuff. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, my brain isn't broken. What can I do with my brain that, um, you know, I would not be able to do with my hands anymore? Because I was uber healthcare focused. I, you know, I was a CNA and um, I I was wanting to go further. So um, uh, I thought, well... I'm going to learn how to use, I already kind of knew how to use the computer because after I left Anthony's dad, um, they, this was just kind of the start of the internet, early internet and Mm -hmm. computers back when we had the CRT monitor computers Mm -hmm. and, you know, Yahoo Mail was bigger, it was almost as big as AOL, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I just, started to learn everything I could possibly learn about computers and um, the internet and everything. And eventually a friend of mine, she says, you know, you are really good at this stuff. You should help seniors figure out stuff. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I could probably make a little bit of money with that. And 
Um, then uh, I was taking a computer class because I attempted to go back to school. Um, and I was taking a, a CM101, which is Computers 101. And the teacher, was up there talking about, you know, SSDs and um, hard drives and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting here, I'm going to have a conversation one-on-one with her, like, you know, yeah, okay, and this and this and this. She goes, well, why aren't you up here teaching this class? <laughs> and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, that's a good point. Why am I not up there teaching this class? <laughs> so everything that I've learned with the Internet and computers has been self-taught. And mm. I thought, well, I could probably try to make a business out of this somewhere along the lines. And, um, you know, I've kind of had to be on the download with it, though, because um, I can't make too much with it because of, you know, circumstances with our household. But um, I have to kind of treat it like a a hobby, but I still consider it a side business uh, or my side hustle. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I thought, you know, everybody names their company almost after themselves in some way, size, shape, or form. And my, when I first got on the internet and I started to create usernames and stuff, I thought, well, you know, I, I'm a free spirit, and I just kind of go wherever I'm, I'm feel like I'm called to go on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so my uh, my idea for a um, internet nickname was Wild Heart or VR Wild Heart Forever. Mm. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe I can make that work with a company name somehow. And I thought, well, okay, how about doing like Wild Hearts Web 2.0? And then, um, because uh, at that time, you know, that was the time when the internet was shifting from more of like, you know, the programs and applications and stuff and into more like social networking and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know, Reddit and, and that kind of thing and dig mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, all of those early social sharing platforms. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Then I was like, no, well, eventually that kind of, you know, how things kind of evolve as they do with technology and the Internet. I was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, Walmart's Web 2.0 isn't really, I mean, it was the name of a blog, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, okay, um, I'm going to have to evolve here if I'm going to do a business. And so I was like, Walmart social media. I was like... I have to let that marinate for a little bit because I'm one of these people. If I get an idea, um, I have to sit with it for a little bit. If it's something that keeps nagging at me and itching my brain, then it's an idea that's meant to go forward with it. So I let it sit in my brain for a little bit and it just kept itching and it kept itching. And I was just like, okay, all right. This is the name of the business, Wild Heart Social Media. And so, I mean, it's, it's not something that I'm working full steam ahead on at the moment, but it's still what I consider my side hustle because I'm still having to, uh, I still have people that ask me for help on things, and it just helps if I still have that as part of my bio on the internet so that people know that when they want to talk to me about stuff that I'm still in that mindset, that mind, that uh, frame, you know, that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that avenue for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at in my business and, um, it's helped me a lot because, um, you know, I mentioned before that I'm running for office. Well, I can set up all of my own 
social media channels and websites and not have to hire somebody mm-hmm. to do all of that for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving on the front end on that. Right. And I'm, I'm also the PR director for an art fair here, the Aaron Douglas Art Fair. And since I know how to do most of the basic stuff with like WordPress websites and stuff, mm-hmm. basic setup, mm-hmm. um, I'm saving the art fair a ton of money on a webmaster to do all of this stuff. Because I just do it. And... Uh, it, it has. It's helped save organizations that I'm involved with. It's helped save them money and not have to hire somebody to do it. Um, because I'm basically uh, right now helping a lot of nonprofits out. So that uh, it still looks like I have a viable business, but I'm not making any money because I'm helping nonprofits. Mm. So. I'm actually thinking if maybe I could probably pivot to a nonprofit social media service for nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, that idea just came to me, so I'm gonna have to sit with that and let it itch in my brain a while. <laughs> wow, that is quite significant. Very significant. Need a speaker for your next event? One who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience? You need to call Nate. You can reach him at underscore orator Nate on Instagram, the wise orator on Facebook, or his website at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is Nate Jones. Now, Let's go finish up that episode, shall we? Life is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, this year I've had to uh, really start thinking about how I'm going to pivot now that my son is no longer in high school. And mm-hmm. even though he is a a, an adult with special needs that requires some care, mm-hmm. I don't have to be here all the time mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. 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 And so um, I'm trying to figure out where I need to pivot in my life going forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's a wide open possibility. Um, I'm going to have to have something to fall back on after, if I don't win my race in August. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I could either go back to school or start a foundation or, you know, really make a, a go of making my business a full-time business like I've been wanting to. Sky's the limit. Right. And um, one of the things that I remember about Joe in the beginning is that she also hosts a podcast. I couldn't believe this when I, when I got hip. I was like, wow, this woman is a podcast host on top of everything she does in the tech and social media world. Wow. So, tell us about that for for a minute. Like, what led to what led to you starting your podcast? How's that going? Are you on a little bit of a break? Is it coming back? Um, where can people find it? Find you, et cetera, et cetera, on social media. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that to to wrap things up. Um, I started a podcast last year called My Hypothyroidism Journey. And it's uh, just like it sounds. It's my journey with hypothyroidism. I've got five episodes up on Anchor. 
and um, currently they are at 896 listens, Ooh. and so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I, I didn't really start this to make a whole lot of money um, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, to, like, be uber popular or famous. I started this to keep myself accountable mm-hmm. and wow. to my health, and mm-hmm. um, I figured if I'm preaching it, then I need to be practicing it. Mm. So that's helped me out a lot. Um, and you know, somebody says, you know, hey, I listened to your podcast. Uh, are you still practicing what you preach? And I'll be like, yes, I am. Because I look at the titles of my, I don't listen to my podcast after they're done because uh-huh. I don't want to inflate the numbers. Uh, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of remember what I've talked about in these and I'm like okay I have to remember now that I do have these people that I'm accountable to I have people that have listened to my podcast close to a thousand times now and those are uh, a thousand listens close to a thousand listens that um, I uh, have to answer to if anybody ever decides to contact me Mm. So, um, uh, I do also have a YouTube channel that, mm-hmm. I don't know, I wasn't doing as well with the YouTube channel. I'm actually kind of maybe thinking about killing it and um, maybe doing something over on Instagram because it's easier on Instagram yes. uh, mm-hmm. to do things because you can follow hashtags. Yes, and create hashtags mm-hmm. and and just get more attention that way. I've gained a lot of followers in the hypothyroidism hashtag mm. uh, community over mm. on Instagram My that goodness. way. Wow. And um, you can go into uh, Instagram and uh, type in the search hashtag hypothyroidism and you'll get a lot of stuff. And um, so, uh, that's what I do is when I'm getting ready to post anything over there, I'll just kind of go through all of the hashtags related to thyroid. And I mean, if it's a message I really want to get out to somebody, then, uh, it's, it, it goes like wildfire. Um, it, depending on which hashtag, of course, you're targeting and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatnot. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, because I've only gotten... YouTube has also uh, created such a high ceiling for people yes, to reach mm-hmm. with subscribers and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought once I got to 50 subscribers that I was going to be able to get my custom URL for my channel. No, mm. you have to have a hundred subscribers now to get your custom URL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you've got to have another five hundred subscribers to be a, no a thousand subscribers to monetize. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> there is no way the average person that you know just getting started on YouTube is ever going to get to that level mm-hmm. unless you're somebody who is tech savvy like you or I mm-hmm. um, that knows how to work YouTube and social media is going to ever get to that point. So, mm-hmm. and even with me knowing how to do all of this stuff and how to make the connections and stuff, I'm still only... I'm not even at, no, I'm a little over 50 subscribers. Wow. But that's just because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just from the grinding that I had to do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at my numbers on YouTube versus my numbers on Anchor, and I'm doing way better on listens than I ever did on views. Wow. And... The, the thing with doing podcasts that I actually like better 
mm-hmm. is, and I alluded to it earlier, is it's just like you're talking to an old friend mm-hmm. 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 when you're doing a podcast. You don't have to worry about if you screw up on camera that you got to go back and edit something out. And, you know, if you loosely make an outline to do your podcast, and you follow that outline and you just go with it, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but you, when you, when you're trying to do videos, there's so many things that you have to think about. You have to think about the lighting and you have to think about how you're positioned and, and mm-hmm. the composition mm-hmm. of your, your shot and this, that and everything else. And mm-hmm. I'm almost like, by the time you have to think about all of that, it kind of just takes the fun out of doing videos. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot uh, of a uh, less intimidating environment in creating yes. a podcast mm-hmm. and pushing it out. So, that's how I decided to just stick with the the podcast and yes I am on a hiatus right now okay. um, mm-hmm. I, there's a series that I started called risk factors and mm-hmm. there's things once I started to really look at the risk factors I was just like okay I cannot do just one part on this series I'm gonna have to break it down because there's so much information out there mm-hmm. about, you know, diabetes and um, yeah, environmental things. Like I talked about BPA-free plastic earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many things that you have to take into consideration. Because right. everything can inflame the thyroid. Yes. So I'm, uh, I'm thinking that... Uh, I, I broke it down, and I think it's going to actually end up being an eight-part series by the time it's all said and done. Wow. And I want to make sure that I, yeah, it, it's going to be quite a meaty series once I get into it. So I want to make sure that I'm doing it right and that I'm doing it justice and that um, I'm not shortcutting anything. Yes. Because this is... Uh, now that this is an avenue that I've used to hold myself accountable, I want to make sure that people that are listening to me, that they're getting information that has been tried and tested by somebody who's already gone through it mm. and is a guinea pig mm. for their own health. Wow. And I can honestly say that after doing everything that I've done, my numbers straight across the board look great. The last time I went to have my blood work done, my A1C's back to normal, my kidney functions back to normal, my lipid panel was back to normal, um, my thyroid levels are, uh, you know, my thyroid levels are what they are. They're going to mm-hmm. fluctuate mm-hmm. from time to time because I have a thyroid problem. Mm-hmm. But everything else straight across the board I'm looking great. My weight's down, and um, so I want to make sure that I am putting myself always in a position where people do not feel like they're getting scammed Mm. or that they're getting misinformation when they come to listen to something that I have to put out. I always want to be authentic. Yes. Uh... Wow, I just pulled it up, y'all. I realized just, I know, I had to pull it up while we're live just to see, you know. She did start part one for risk factors. So, so um, it's up there, guys. You all really need to go and check this out. I will link this in the notes below. Uh, and... Oh my goodness, y'all, like, you gotta go check out Joe's podcast. It's phenomenal. I've listened to a little bit of it, but I'm definitely gonna go back and catch up and just hear, uh, hear her heart on it. And, um, it's, 
been phenomenal. I've just had a great time with Joe tonight. Uh, made a new friend too. Uh, you know, seeing as we met during a quarantine, during a pandemic, and it's just been wonderful to. Uh, it's been wonderful to talk to her tonight. Thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate you coming on here and telling us your story and also just sharing the the positives of how you, um, you find hope and, you know, we're able to move past everything to, you know, spark change for the better in uh, your own life and the lives of everybody that's attached to you. So just really appreciate you. Well, thank you. And I appreciate uh, Nate having me on tonight. And I am very glad that I was able to speak to the Life Tips crowd out there. And um, just remember that um, you, no matter how bad life gets, um, you have to find some way to find hope mm -hmm. and to keep yourself from getting to a point where you feel like life isn't worth living. Mm. You, you have to find a silver lining. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I am the quintessential poster child for just about everything that kind of could have gone wrong to somebody in their life and still trying to figure out how to find hope in everyday situations wow. and um, if I can do it through everything that I've been through I know that the life tips crowd out there can do the same thing mm. wow so um, if you all want to follow uh, if you all want to follow Joe, uh, her anchor link is www.anchor.fm backslash joe-sheray, C-H-E-R-A-Y. Um, Facebook, Instagram, I'll let her drop that. And on Instagram, I am uh, wildheart. For and on Facebook, um, if you want to friend me on Facebook, please send me a message first to let me know that you found me through uh, Nate's podcast and you want to be friends. Um, and then, let's see, where else can you find me? I'm on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Wildheart4VR. Mm, and okay. um, that's pretty much where I hang out regularly. So. Wow. Y'all, I am on, I literally am on live following her on Instagram and Twitter right now. So uh, when Joe gets back onto her social media accounts, she will see that I have followed her on Instagram on both my motivational speaker and personal account. And Life Tips has also followed her on Twitter as well. And we just want to um, just say that we love you and uh, we will be here for you if you need us always. Uh, as always, you know, you've got, we've got, we've gotten connected now. Uh, please keep in touch. Please reach out if you need me. I will definitely be here for you. And um, yeah. Um, other than that, we're done. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Life Tips Podcast, and my own Twitter, auth underscore Jen underscore person. That's where I hang out primarily. Um, you can also continue to listen to Life Tips online at www.anchor.fm backslash Life Tips. Uh, Google, Spotify, wherever else you uh, check out podcasts. Uh, please continue to leave a review on Apple and a rating as that will really 
help me out. And uh, I will see you on Monday as season four continues. So um, that's it, y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. Have a blessed weekend.